Hi, it's Debashish Mishra. Hope everybody is safe and healthy. Welcome to episode five of the Digital Enterprise. This week's episode is going to sound a little basic, almost obvious, but it's important for us to level set on what's meant by digital enterprise. Otherwise, what's your digital transformation gonna be about? So I'm gonna walk through what I think are the five essential characteristics of a digital enterprise, and we'll go from there. Sound good? All right, let's go. So to start, I, I just want to say, I hate the term digital. And, and I know I've got a podcast called The Digital Enterprise, but it's just one of those buzzwords to me. Um, it, you know, And when you look at industry, it's very confusing because uh, digital has been largely appropriated by marketing organizations uh, to refer to what they do. Um, but really, you know, the concept of digital marketing as distinct from, uh, I guess, traditional marketing, uh, doesn't even make sense anymore. Um, you know, working a digital channel is just essential to how you think about marketing today. Uh, you, you can't do it without it. And I think the same applies to the enterprise. Uh, this is not about how a, a distinct kind of enterprise. This is really, you know, how all enterprise will need to operate. In, in a matter of a few years. Uh, but for the purpose of distinction and just to level set what we mean by it um, and, and to distinguish it from you know, where many enterprises are today, which is to say they're, they're analog enterprises, uh, I'm gonna try and set up some characteristics of what I consider to be a digital enterprise. And that'll hopefully set up the, the destination as we think about what we need to do to digitally transform. So with that, um, to me, a digital enterprise is really a closed loop ecosystem that enables market adaptability and business innovation at scale. And now let me break that down a little bit. So first, it's a closed loop ecosystem. And what that means is that everything about the enterprise is connected. It builds on each other. It's cyclical. Um, so, you know, I'm going to market some product and I'm going to then generate sales from that product and I'm going to service that customer and I'm going to get feedback all along the way in terms of how good is my marketing, how good is my sales, how good is my service and I'm going to feed that back to my product development so that they can make enhancements, right? So it's a continuous loop and it's very connected just like, uh, you know, the planet is an ecosystem. So it's an ecosystem and it exists to enable market and uh, market adaptability. Uh, so we want uh, things to change very, very quickly, uh, especially because the market is changing so quickly. You want the entire enterprise to be able to adapt to those changes. So you want an ecosystem that can, that is capable of adapting. And of course you want business innovation because invariably the business is gonna change, new models are gonna be out there, new products, new services, and the organization needs to be able to flex to uh, achieve that or to invent it. Um, so you want an ecosystem that is capable of that innovation. So now that we know it's a, a closed loop ecosystem, let's talk about the, the characteristics that, that set it apart. So the first is kind of obvious, it's, it's customer centric. And you know, if we think about analog companies, 
analog companies are, you know, certainly they're interested in their customers, but they're also selling a product um, that, you know, potentially has had buyers for a long time. Um, they're organized in ways that are optimal for the delivery of that product or service to the customer. So they may have their functional silos, right? So I've got research and I've got sales, I've got marketing, I've got um, service uh, operations, and, and they may all be distinct and separate from each other. Um, the, the way that a digital organization is going to look at it is, is to really understand, well, what's the customer experience like? What do they need? What are their goals? And they're gonna organize in a way that achieves the best experience possible for that customer. So, um, you know, that's where I think we largely see the, the transition from, you know, functional projects being, uh, and, and functional organization being turned into product organizations uh, that, are, that are highly integrated across those functions. Uh, so I, I think this is one that's understood. Uh, it's obviously not as uh, easy to do, um, but, but I, I think most organizations understand that this is the orientation that they're gonna have to have in order to become a digital enterprise. The second characteristic of a digital enterprise is that they leverage technology for business value. Now, let me make sure I explain this properly. You know, when I, I think of analog organizations, and I think about a lot of the companies that I used to work for, um, there, there are two things that really happen with those organizations. The first is the accumulation of technology for the sake of technology, right? So, you know, I dealt with an endless number of uh, <clears throat> business leaders who wanted to be in the cloud because everybody else is in the cloud without any real understanding of why, what value would they get from it? Um, and, and this is not just the cloud, it's lots of other technologies. Uh, you know, I had a similar conversation with a former colleague about blockchain. So we don't want technology for, you know, to have the latest and greatest shiny object or, you know, to, so that we can say that we have it. Uh, we want that technology to be exploited for its value. So it's really understanding what value does that technology deliver and, and orienting our, our use of that to, to fully exploit it. And, and fully exploit is the other kind of key thing that has to happen here. Uh, a lot of technologies um, get adopted, especially third-party technologies get adopted, and only about 20% of the functionality that that capability provides is actually used. And, and there's still, you know, 80% that is entirely dormant. Uh, and there are lots of reasons for it. It might be that uh, the organization's just not willing to make the kinds of process or data or other kinds of uh, changes necessary to take full advantage of that functionality. But, you know, a, an organization that's thoughtful about their technology is going to actually get the full use of that technology. They're not gonna say, well, I, I, I like 10% of the functionality, so I'm gonna buy 100% of the product so that I can just use that 10%. Uh, they're really gonna look at what are all the capabilities that are possible with the, with the product or service that they've got um, to maximize uh, their use of that technology. Uh, again, I, I think maybe a little bit obvious uh, as a point, but something that's important to, to mention nonetheless because I've seen many organizations struggle with this. The third is also maybe one that's understood 
um, but maybe not fully, which is that digital enterprises are data-driven. Um, so when you think about organizations today, most of them kind of understand this, right? So we're accumulating a lot of data, we're depositing it in our enterprise data lake or wherever it is. And, you know, I think, the, and then you have an analytics team that's trying to um, take advantage of, of the data that's there. But what I see a lot of struggle is, how do I make that data useful? I have so much of it and it's coming from all different sources and we're not able to get the full value of it. There was an article I read a few years ago about how data scientists were spending very little time doing data science because they were spending a lot of time doing data cleanup uh, just so that they could build their models or build their algorithms. And that's really the key point. Um, you know, an analog organization is collecting the data, but they're not actually able to get value from it. And part of the reason they don't get that value is because they don't, uh, they don't define what's important. They don't govern what information is actually needed and, and keep it clean so that they can make the decisions that they have to. So it, that's, that's really the key point here is that <clears throat> you have governance to be able to take advantage of uh, the data that you have. Um, and then you're actually using that data to drive decision making. So you're thinking about, you know, in order to make these, these decisions, this is the data that I need to have. And this is where I'm going to get it from. And, you know, sure enough, I, I can, I can get it, I can rely on it, I, I can have it when I need it. And I'm going to make a decision based on the data. Um, so again, I think a little bit of an obvious point, I think most organizations are slowly working towards this if they haven't reached there already. Um, but it is a maturity conversation. And so um, without the governance in place, uh, it's very difficult for an analog organization to become a digital enterprise. The next point is being resource efficient. And, you know, digital organizations know how to maximize their resources effectively. And, and what I mean by this is when we think about the capabilities that an organization needs, it's thinking very carefully about what resources are really business differentiating versus what's really common or core uh, to the organization or, or not really very differentiating from an industry perspective. And what you wanna see is maximum amount of resources applied to business differentiating capabilities and a minimal amount uh, or the, the, you know, the most efficient amount on, on common capabilities, platforms, if you will, um, that enable multiple business units or multiple products. Um, and, and so that's what I mean is, is some conscious thought around how do I divide the resources that I have so that I can maximize them by you know, using shared capabilities as much as I can for things that don't matter to the business um, and then differentiating where, where I need to. So, um, you know, I, I like to think about, uh, you know, I'm an architect, so, you know, we often talk about Lego blocks, um, right? How, how do I think of my organization as a set of services that are like Lego blocks? They just simply fit together. And because the more that I can do that in my organization, the more that I can flexibly rearrange those Lego blocks to build something new and different. Um, that Lego block concept is what we want to do to our business processes or um, our systems or our data. 
Uh, we want to turn them into distinct services uh, that can service lots of different organizational needs um, and, and not be business unit specific uh, if they don't need to be. So a conscious effort on, on thinking about you know, what are capabilities that are business differentiating versus uh, what can be held uh, centrally or at the enterprise level. And then trying to think about those service, uh, think about those outcomes as services uh, that are easy to uh, leverage and use and interchange uh, in different ways uh, to be able to enable, you know, new business models. The fifth one I think is the most important um, and, you know, it lines up with what I said about principles, that it's about people. And in this case, it's about a culture of adaptability. Uh, a few years ago, Harvard Business Review said, it's adaptability that's actually going to be the competitive advantage for organizations in the marketplace. And it's something I firmly believe in as well. But, you know, it's, it's not enough to have the technology. It's not enough to have the data. Um, it, you have to have a culture of people who are accustomed to being adaptable to what's happening. So the example I'll use is uh, Formula One racing uh, in honor of my friend Mark Clark from the last episode. Um, Formula One used to be about the car and the driver and maybe the pit crew. But when you look at today's modern Formula One racing team, what they've got is a remote team of uh, analysts and engineers who are consuming four terabytes of data off the sensors of this car. And they're looking at weather conditions and they're looking at, you know, obviously wear and tear on the vehicle and they're looking at fuel and they're, they're considering lots of different factors, lots of different data to be able to make informed decisions about how they want to race. And they can adapt that strategy throughout the race. Um, you know, so they might tell their driver to come into the, into the pit because uh, by doing so at a certain point in time, they can take advantage uh, against a competitor. And that's really the second key point about this adaptive culture is it's not just about having enough information and enabling your team to, to, um, to adapt to the market conditions uh, for the company itself or the product, but also to adapt to the strategy of your competitors. But to, to be able to do that, um, you know, first you've got to have a culture that accepts that we're going to make these decisions and, you know, we're going to experiment on how we adapt to, um, to the market conditions, right? Because you're not always going to know in the beginning, especially, what are the factors that really matter in terms of the outcomes that you're trying to drive. So you've got to give people the ability to uh, take risks. And if they fail, um, that they're not punished for that. And, and people who do take risks are rewarded. Um, and, and through that, I think you can build this culture of adaptability. So maybe not uh, a, a particularly insightful podcast today, but it's really important that we level set on what it means to be a digital enterprise, because uh, uh, certainly you'll, you'll have a better time understanding what I mean by that and, and the content that I'm going to be presenting uh, in future episodes. So, you know, to me, the five characteristics of a digital enterprise as distinct from an analog one is customer centricity, leveraging technology for business value, being data driven, being resource efficient, and having a culture of adaptability. 
That's it for the digital enterprise for today. Thank you for listening. It's been great to see people tuning in from around the world. I really appreciate that. And I hope you'll subscribe. The podcast is available on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And I have two additional requests. Uh, Please share it with anyone you think may find it valuable. And please give me feedback. I can be reached on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Next week on April 28th, I'll be speaking with Ian Sendera of RDoc about what enterprise architects can do in this economic downturn. We'll talk a little bit more about the ideas that were raised in episode two of the digital enterprise, and I'll leave the registration details and the link in the show notes. I also invite you to listen to our next episode where I'll have as my guest, Josh Feldman, VP of security architecture at the insurance company Radiant. Josh will be talking about cybersecurity in the COVID-19 crisis and his best practices on making cybersecurity scalable. It's going to be a good show, so please tune in for that. Thanks again. Stay safe, everyone, and I'll see you next time.